On today's episode, Two's Company, Three's a Nightmare, LB helps loosen you up, and why your cat couldn't make it through The Sopranos. All that and more on today's episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. Help me out, almighty Lori Beth Denberg. Give me the vital information so I get the red lights to do, yeah. The church of Lori Beth is in session, and we're reading from the scriptures of vital information. So I can my God to send my savior, my LBT. Just tell me what's going on. And welcome to the Bad Advice Podcast. With me, as always, is Clark Crozer. Hello. Hello, Clark. How are you? I'm doing okay, enjoying the Cinco de Mayo. Yes. And just realizing how wrecked and hungover you are from last night. That's right. When you celebrated. May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. Yes. I'm sure all the nerds are exhausted. (laughs) And tonight, all the irresponsible COVID deniers will be exhausted from getting drunk and licking each other and sharing tacos on this American-made, non—you know—actually Mexican holiday. <laughs> yes, I'm sure there's uh, there's lots of uh, used, dirty slave Leia outfits on the ground today. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I'm sure ironic runs on Corona. <laughs> Yes, Corona exactly. light. There, you can't find one for love nor money. The Lyme population has been decimated all over this great land. Yes, I'm very. I was very excited. This is a a big celebration here at this house. My son dressed up. Oh, and what did he dress up as? Well, he didn't dress up as a character. He just had you know the stormtrooper shirt. Oh, the gotcha, gotcha. And the stormtrooper backpack. Very Everything nice. Was kind of themed. But uh, I had a friend whose daughter went out that was kind of like R2-D2 dress with a, you know, funky hairstyle. It was really fun. In my normal fashion where I don't get obvious things, in my head it was like it was Easter and Passover. (laughs) And I'm like, it's so great that they lined up this year. May the 4th and Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, it's always that way. It's literally always that day. Yeah. It's like saying, well, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day were so close to this year. (laughs) Exactly. But again, that was the way my brain loses its brain every once in a while. Exactly right. So I am... More invested in May the 4th than I've ever been. Yes. Because I continue. I haven't talked about it a lot on the show because I don't want this to be a Star Wars podcast. Right, right. But I continue in my quest. Yes. To watch all of Star Wars chronologically. Unbelievable. So I am still in... Star Wars, the Clone Wars animated series. Right, but you're pretty far now. I am, yes, I'm in the middle of season five. Unbelievable. It is so good. Right? I really, really like it. I, I really have to give it my rapt attention yeah. while I watch it. I can't just be doing whatever and candy crushing. And now do you understand what I was saying when I was uh, originally told you to do it this way? The characters of young Obi-Wan, Padme, Anakin, you are not really given who those characters are in the movies. Yeah. You really don't see them for who they really are until the cartoon. Yeah, it's it's so good. Plus, like I was telling Clark, I'm in season five, episode nine for oh. the... For any super, super nerds that are listening, they're like, well, that was the episode in which 
Um, <laughs> it's where we're dealing with the younglings who are training to right. become Padawans. Right. They're to become masters. Getting their kyber crystals. Yes, they're getting their crystals. So it's like, oh, well, this is what Obi-Wan would have done. This is what J Yoda would have exactly. done, you know? Exactly. So it's like that part's really cool, too, that I'm able to extrapolate back through all the grown Jedis I know. Now, I, I know that you know generally about Star Wars stuff, mm -hmm. not specific, in, unless it's the stuff that you've already watched. Yes. But you do know about Baby Yoda, right? I do know about Baby Yoda. So Baby Yoda is in The Mandalorian. You haven't gotten there Correct. yet. Correct. However... Baby Yoda is 50 years old. Okay. Which means he is at the Jedi Temple with these other younglings. Oh. We just never see him. Mm. But they you have to keep in mind that somewhere is a two-year-old Baby Yoda okay. in that building. That sounds like the cutest thing ever. <laughs> I mean, Baby Yoda already is the cutest right, thing. Exactly. He's the breakout character of the Mandalorian. <laughs> True. He's entered the zeitgeist hardcore. Yeah, entered the zeitgeist, I have. <laughs> Does he talk that way? Because I haven't gotten to the Mandalorian. No, no, he doesn't really talk. Oh, he's, he's a little still squeaky so baby. Young that he's still squeaky baby. Gotcha. Which means that if he was two, even if he was two, three, five years old, uh -huh. he would be acting like an infant, like a newborn. Because their lifespan is so long. Oh, baby Yoda was once infant Yoda. <laughs> Zygote Yoda, yeah, we get to. Exactly. Tadpole Yoda. Exactly. I love it. So, um, yes, so I'm yeah. super excited about that. We've been celebrating that. But there's also something else to celebrate that I'm really looking forward to. And you what? know what that is? A new contest on Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are doing a contest on Instagram for this show. Yes. We are... Uh, Reaching out to all of our fans, all of our listeners, if you go and follow us on Instagram, we're we're trying to get up to 3,000 followers. I believe we're at about 1,500 now. And we're 16, trying to, 17, something 16, like that. 16, 17, somewhere in that. We're going to try and double it, mm -hmm. get to 3,000. And once we get to 3,000, you're going to do something special, right? Yes, I'm going to... Pick a follower at random yeah. and do a, a Zoom call with them. Wow. Hang out and, and get to know them. And So this is like, uh, this is beyond Cameo because in Cameo you can request a message from you, but yeah. you're not getting a conversation with you. No, I want to meet. Uh, this is like a full conversation. We're going to meet. We're going to digitally meet as we have met most of the people we met this last year. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I love, I do love. Talking to fans. It sounds weird to do that, say that. <laughs> I, when uh, fans do come up to me, they wouldn't come up to me if they weren't fans because right. they wouldn't know who the hell I was. True. But I do love talking to you guys and, you know, you ask me questions and then I ask you questions and you're like, <laughs> I didn't think you would care about that. But um, so, yeah, so that is we're going to pick a random follower at randomish. Yep. I'll have to figure out how to do that. I guess I could just <laughs> scroll and point. Um, yeah, true. To do, yeah, like a Zoom call with and okay. get to know you and thank you for listening to the show and answer whatever questions you have. You can take screenshot of us. Nice. You know, and say, here we were together-ish. <laughs> um, so that, oh, but that reminds me of something else. Yeah. Some people have been making fan art. Oh. Like some people have been sending these awesome pieces of 
gorgeous art. Wow. Of course, they're of me. Yeah, so of course. I'm not saying that's why they're gorgeous, <laughs> but Lord knows my self-esteem hasn't rocketed thus far that much. But um, they're so cool. Yeah. And one is this kind of black and white. If you look at my Instagram, my Instagram at LB Denberg, right. you can see them because I'm posting them all. Um, eventually I will get to post them all, but yeah. there's, you know, this black and white almost looks like a comic book character of me, but it's really good. Yeah. And then someone else did this beautiful, like colorful nineties, you know, style picture of me in the corn. It's yeah. actually based on a picture of me in the corn in right, real life. Right. So fan art is like making my day. Absolutely. So if you have some talent that you are hiding <laughs> under a bushel, <laughs> unbushel that shit and send it to, oh, there's a thingy. Oh, Lori yeah. Beth Denberg fan art at gmail.com. Oh, nice. I, 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 you also have to think. If there's probably also some musicians out there listening to us too. Maybe we do have, I have, to, I think, personally think, we have the best theme song of all the podcasts. I can't imagine that that is not the truth. Right? So what we could also say, if you wanted to do a remix of our uh, theme song, we'd probably like that too. Yes. Send it to us. We'd or just a that. song based on what you've learned. <laughs> or send us a question in the, in form, the form of, of a, a song. song. Perfect. Oh, I love that. We'll be like, well, the stanza of this question is a little muddled, but the bridge really gets the point across. All of a sudden, we're like reaching Lin-Manuel. Yeah, exactly. Rapping to us. Anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, all of you out there listening, uh, please join Instagram. Send us your art. Send us your music. We'd love that. Uh, but right now, I think it's been a long intro, and we need to get to some questions. Yes. So, we are moving on to question number one. And question okay. number one is from Ariella. And Hi. Ariella says, I know someone in my friend circle who is connected with an ex-boyfriend of mine who I am Facebook friends with. He lives in another state. And when I asked my ex, he said she DM'd him out of the blue. So I am the only connection between the two. I'm not jealous or anything. I'm happily in another relationship. And he wore socks with sandals. Ugh. So I, I've always gotten a little bit of a she is trying too hard vibe off of her. Uh, and I wonder if this is single white female situation. Is she a big weirdo and I should unfriend her? Huh. That's First of all, I made a noise, but I have worn sandals with socks. <laughs> I don't think it comes off quite as like dad at the beach as you know well when it's on you when it's on me exactly yeah, exactly so i'm super <laughs> from the valley today <laughs> i am from the san fernando valley you where are. valley girls come from you are so ariella i don't know that you need to unfriend her or whatever if you i mean the whole point of social media really is meeting people yeah you know that and, you had two minutes of uh, a relationship with uh, yeah five years ago exactly no but seeing someone else yeah like originally back in the back in the day <laughs> when you would first check in on facebook yeah it would show you other facebook people that were there at the same time oh so and they stopped doing that and that's smart yeah because you could just go up and be like Hey, didn't we go to school together? Person who I don't know that I looked at your profile, so I have information about you. Right. You know, but yeah, that's creepy. 
the concept of social media to an extent is, you know, joining these groups, meeting people that have the same interests as you, forming friendships, forming relationships. You know, it's it's a more less pointed version of like the online dating that we were talking about last week. Yep. So. She can do that. She can DM a guy she maybe thinks is cute. Sure. If uh, she knows that it wouldn't hurt you as right. someone in her friend circle. Right. If right. this was a guy who broke your heart and all this, you know, lingering stuff. Um, and, and she was your best friend, yeah. you know, in high school or something. Exactly. But uh, to say, I'm not jealous. She's trying too hard, but if she's trying too hard with a guy that wears socks and sandals, what the fuck do you care? Yeah, exactly. So I don't know that she's single white femaleing you yeah. at all. Yeah. Um. So I would just say, no, you can let it go. If she gets weird about it, if whatever, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. know, that's a different, that's a different subject. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, for what it is, I know what it's like to be the one trying too hard. <laughs> so as long as it's not actually affecting you negatively, yeah. let them socially network the way people are meant to socially network. Yeah, I agree. That's very good. Good advice. Um, so let's move on to question number two. Okay. Question number two is from Brad. And Brad has a very intimate question. Okay. Brad says... Do you have any tips for a gay man to learn to bottom? I am super interested in receiving anal sex, but I cannot seem to bottom no matter how hard I try. I'm extremely tight. I pretend to be a top, but I really want to bottom and be dominated. What can I do to become more relaxed when getting anal? A friend suggested poppers, but I've never tried them before. Okay. Who's who's Brad? Brad. Brad. Fuck the poppers, Brad. (laughs) An interesting choice of phrase was, I can't seem to bottom no matter how hard I try. (laughs) Stop trying. There you go. Um again. We got to get sponsored by a by a a lube company. A a lube company, a sex toy company, whatever. Yeah. Um Butt plugs come in every oh, width, length, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's for a reason. Yeah. I would suggest, first of all, you're, you you just want it so much. Right. So it's like, that's not very relaxing. Right. You know, if you, you know, I am sober, but I can really appreciate the concept of if you do that, Having a couple drinks. Sure. Smoking a joint, whatever it is. Calming the mind. Calming the mind, calming the body. But also, I mean, if your shoes are too tight, you got to break them in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there are, there's every size of toy out Mm -hmm. there. So start with something small. Yeah. You know, and, and get used to use lube, do it up. Um, but also this could be something, I don't know if you're in a relationship. I don't know if you're just having fun with guys, but you might want to, you know, if there's somebody you trust, if there's somebody you really have a connection with, say, Hey, can you help me with this? Yeah. And if they're into being a Dom, they'll be like, hell yeah, I will. But you know, there's that, there's a, you know, pre- 
it's not just, you know, you dominate someone and then throw them to the ground. Sure, There's sure, like sure. the pre-preparation and then the aftercare of it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And even if you're just doing it by yourself. Right. Get the small, you can't just go to town. Yeah. Porn does not show any of the preparation. That's exactly Porn right. Just, it's like, you know, shove in that huge cock and pretend like you didn't spend, you know, half an hour before the camera rolled getting ready. Yeah. And that is what happens most of the time. The magic of movie making. It is the magic of movie making. That's what that's what happened just before we rolled on every scene on all that was a half an hour of just getting things ready. <laughs> Yeah, Brad, I, I'm going to give you the same advice that I give my six-year-old son on gaming. Okay. Which is practice and patience. Ah, yes. Practice and patience. Yeah. With those two, and again, Lori Beth, that, that's absolutely 100% right. I think the toy suggestion is a very good suggestion. Mm -hmm. That's a perfect way to practice, right? Yes. You don't need somebody else there necessarily. Maybe that, that could add to it, but... Yeah, that that's a an yeah. excellent suggestion, but I, I'm just saying practice but, and patience. Well, yeah, that's the other part of like you need to be able to relax. Yeah. And this could take days, weeks. You know, you yeah. could be a slow learner. So you to start speak. with the little. Yeah. You start with the pinky. Yeah. You know, and the fist is not, you know, <laughs> take it one digit at a time. That's what they say in the recovery community. <laughs> One exactly. digit at a time. If I'm on day one of the pinky and I'm thinking about the fist, <laughs> I'm not enjoying the pinky. <laughs> exactly. So start small, such, relax. Such good advice, and Brad. Poppers, Enjoy the pinky. Yeah, poppers, just forget it. That's a whole. Yeah, that, uh, you don't need to go that It doesn't like, you know, it's, it's bleh. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so hopefully that helps, Brad. Um uh, let us Please know how let it goes. us know how it goes. <laughs> Honestly, of all the ones, I really want to. I really want my advice to help here. <laughs> Every week we get more. It's like a, when a woman is giving birth and like, oh, we're uh, fourteen millimeters dilated. Yes, exactly. Every week we get a new. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, um, let's move on to question number three. And question number three is from uh, somebody named Veronica. Oh, I and, like that name. Yeah. And Veronica says, one of my best friends is a boyfriend girl. In the decade I've known her, she's never been single. She will regularly bring the boy du jour along when we hang out without giving me any kind of heads up. I love her to pieces. And so over the years, I have come to just accept this about her. However... I cannot stand her new boyfriend. He is very, very nice, and I hate him. There's <laughs> just something off about him. Plus, he's a notorious mansplainer. The last time I got stuck hanging out with him, he spent the entire afternoon explaining my career to me. And no, he did not have any clue what he was talking about. I have tried to gently explain to her several times uh, several times now that I don't enjoy spending time with him and that at the very least I'd like a heads up rather than an ambush but she just isn't hearing me she's one of my closest friends and I don't want to lose her 
but I cannot be around this guy. And I'm sick of my boundaries being ignored. What do I do? Ah, nothing's worse than the, (sighs) nothing's worse than having to spend time with someone you do not like. Yeah. And you're all, he's a wonderful guy. I just don't like him. He mansplains and this is like, he's not a wonderful guy. (laughs) I appreciate you being nice. And I think the problem might be you're being too nice. Yeah. You know, you've gently explained to her, it isn't just about this guy. Part of what I hear is, am I not important enough to you that you want to spend time with me alone? Right. Or are you so, from from my point of view, from my point of view of a friend like that, like, are you unable to spend five minutes away from a man? Right. And if not, why? Yeah. And you say you love her dearly. So that's kind of where I might go with it Mm. is I really want to spend time with you alone. Our friendship is important to me and you're important to me, but it's always about the guy with you. Yeah. And that's annoying. And you can, you know, at that point, if she doesn't, you know, like, oh, well, no, we just got to be together and this and that. You're like, well, then don't come over. Yeah. I don't fucking need this douche on my couch. Oh. You know, and you say she's a boyfriend girl. She's never been without a boyfriend. Yeah. So it doesn't really sound like any of them were the one. Right. You know, and as a friend, sometimes you do say, yeah, this guy's bullshit. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And when your boundaries are being. You know, you say that, you know, your boundaries are not being respected. Mm-hmm. You've gently talked to her about it. You've said, oh, can you call? She hasn't done that. If you set a real boundary, like, let's hang out Wednesday, come alone. Right. Like, you're, like you're picking up a ransom. Right. Come alone, no police. Uh, and she breaks that. There's got to be consequences. Yeah, absolutely. There, I feel like there's also a way... Uh, to do this where if you're setting up the get together, you know, it's hard right now because of how the world is, but there would be a time when you would actually buy tickets for things. Yes. And in that world, you know, you could just buy two tickets for something and say, Hey, I have an extra ticket for something. You should come with me. Yeah. And that way you're kind of guaranteeing yourself only her. Maybe, maybe that's something that you could also think about is just, completely taking over the scheduling and and uh whatever the the point of your get together is take over take charge of that yeah and then maybe you can say okay i'm gonna pick you up at you know so such and such time and i'm taking you to a special place for you like making sure that she understands this isn't a big get together i just need you on tuesday night or whatever friday night whatever it is and we're for the have Alameda Elementary School production of Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> it's you and me, friendo. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you can do that. But if the bigger issue is your bound, the bigger issue is you having to spend time with an asshole that yeah. you don't like. Yeah. And your friend is subjecting you to that, even knowing. And that's the other thing. I don't know if she knows how you feel about him mm-hmm. you know you said oh i've gently asked her to just not ambush me at least it's like you could if you wanted to lay down your boundaries say i want just you to come over i yeah. want it to be the two of us yeah 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 and if she says why she's already not respecting your boundary mm-hmm. so say 
your boyfriend's a douche potato and I'm not interested. Yeah. And I don't like you when he's with you. Whatever the circumstances are. Yeah. You know, you you might just have to lay it out. Uh, can I come up with one other alternate uh, idea for uh, uh, Veronica? I will allow it. Uh, three words. Sabotage their relationship. Oh. Right. All right. This is uh, getting a little dark. <laughs> I'm not saying you gotta kill him. You're not not saying that. <laughs> Veronica is a name that could like skew from cute girl next door to dangerous vixen. Yeah, right? Yeah. Femme fatale. Yes. So do what you gotta do to protect yourself and your yeah. boundaries. And your friendship. And your yeah, and your friendship. But if she's completely disregarding what you need and want. She's not being doing much. Friend. She's not being a good friend. Exactly. Yeah. So good luck. Ooh, I hope you, I hope that helps. Veronica. I hope this was some good mansplaining about <laughs> what you need to do with your life. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I, I try. I really try. not. To <laughs> I try so hard. Um, okay. Uh, the fourth question of the day. I'm so excited. We haven't had one of these in a while. Okay. Is a phone call. Oh, I love the phone calls. Yay. And this phone call is from. Lucas. Lucas, okay. take it away. Hi, Lori Beth. My name is Lucas and I am from Missouri, but I was born in California. Anyways, I have a whole box set of the Beverly Hills 90210 seasons and I have a cat who just will not watch the show with me. I don't know if she thinks it's boring or if she just doesn't like any TV in particular. But I want to know, how can I get her to watch Beverly Hills 90210 with me? And how will I have her enjoy it? Okay. That's Lucas. That's Lucas. Lucas, a lot of this has to do with the breed. Okay. Siamese cats love 90210. Interesting. They love it. Interesting. Uh, But you go for just a tabby and they notoriously don't like it. They can't get over how much older Ian Ziering looks? Ian Ziering looks, or Gabrielle? Oh yeah, was like thirty five yeah, when the rest yeah, of them yeah. were nineteen. Sure, tabbies sense that, mm. and they just can't suspend their disbelief enough to watch it. Well, when you look at it like a tuxedo little cat. They're more Saved by the Bell. They oh. need something more, you know, cartoonish, something lighter. Interesting. Even though they will run into that episode where Jesse takes speed. Oh, yeah, of course. And that is, you know, a moment for a tuxedo to really reckon with, you know, that there's serious stuff in the world. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what breed of cat you have. That's a very good point. Very good point. He he could, uh, I mean, honestly, it could just be a a stray from the pound as far as you know. It could be. And then you have this stray from a hard background you don't even know watching all these spoiled kids from Beverly hills with all of their problems so what you're saying is for him to really figure out what the best show is for the cat he needs to try and do a little bit of a marathon and show him all of the teen high school shows that are available and that'll determine what kind of a cat he has yeah well i mean the first thing i would do would be to go to 
catsfavoritetv.com. Sure, 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 sure. And because it has a breed by breed kind of chart. Right. You know, Comparison. that will take, yeah, will take the shows across the top of it and the breeds down the side. Yeah. And match up, you know, which one's like, which one's best. Now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest high school comedies of all time, of course, being the Steve Harvey show. Oh, yes. Which cat would be a fan of the Steve Harvey show? Blind and deaf cats <laughs> don't mind the Steve Harvey show. No, cool cats. Cool cats. Kind of a, a the silver, not silver, but gray with the black stripes. Oh, yeah. Like my cat Sprinkles used to yeah, be. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. They enjoy the Steve Harvey show. Okay. They enjoy it. It's a little kitsch. Right. But they get behind it. Gotcha. Maybe yeah. they go out afterwards and put on an oversized cat suit. Yes. Nice. So that's, I mean, really look into the breed. If you really want, you can stick your cat in the carrier and put it next to you on the couch, Lucas, <laughs> and pretend that you have a friend and aren't cruel. Or uh, maybe try the newer, updated 90210. Oh, interesting. Right? Yes. The new class or whatever Or get a kitten and just train it from the outset. Oh, okay. Well, that's the solution. With the, like, you know, uh, clockwork orange right. things yeah, holding open fix. its eyes. Exactly. Yeah. So that's all great. of that is great advice. Mm -hmm. I love it. All right. Thank you so much, Lucas. Yeah. Hey, all you true crime fans, this is Mike Ferguson. And this is Mike Morph. And we'd like to invite you to listen to our podcast, Criminology. Launched in 2017, we've covered a variety of strange cases from murders to missing persons. Some of the cases are ones you may not have heard of. Other cases we cover are some of the most historic in true crime. There are 200 episodes of Criminology available to binge on right now. And new episodes come out every Saturday night. Subscribe to Criminology today, wherever you listen to your podcast. Let's peel back the curtain and go behind the scenes. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to the show. I am super duper excited. I was just going to say I was super excited, but it is super duper because <laughs> we are uh, about to meet. Well, I've already met him. You are about to meet Jeremy Balin, who is the producer and editor and beauty brains and brawn behind this podcast. Yay. Uh, None of those are right. None of those descriptors are correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I met Jeremy through um, Danny and Mike and being on their podcast and then doing a uh, little tour with Danny, Nostalgia Personified, that Jeremy is also part of the cast and the producer of. So I just got to, to love me some Jeremy and then we you know started this up and now he can't get rid of me so Jeremy <laughs> and he'll tell you uh, Jeremy I know you do um, a lot of different podcasts you're a producer you work in television and movies mm -hmm, mm -hmm. tell us a little about yourself <laughs> about the glorious life that is Jeremy um, well yeah I do uh, well hello nice it's it's an honor to be on here obviously we've uh, we've we created this little morsel of a podcast thing, and now look, twenty six late episodes later, here we are. Right, Who right. Who knew? Uh, but as as LB said, yeah, I do the uh, the Adventures of Danny and Mike podcast on the Last Podcast Network. So we've been doing that for about ten years, almost eight years. Wow, really? Uh, yeah, long time. Uh, twenty thirteen. So we're getting up on eight years, I guess. Yeah. But, um, 
I don't can't do math. Uh, math was not one of those descriptors. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. that just means you're the beauty and brawn. Yeah, exactly. As you continue to disappoint brawn, us, we will take we will take those out, monikers take off. Out. Yeah, I'll pop this shirt off right now and prove it. Um, Pleased, me too. <laughs> the um, no, but yeah, so we've been. I've been working. Danny's a good friend, uh, probably my best friend in the world. One of them, and um, so we've been writing and creating and uh, doing pod stuff and shooting dumb little sketches with our group called Man Boobs, which was sort of what we did. Uh, put a lot of time into back in the day, and then that sort of transitioned to podcasting. So uh, lucky enough to do a touring show where we toured the country, and uh, yeah, we lucky enough to have an LB on a whole leg where we did. I think we did both East Coast and West Coast, right? And Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the but, best. That was uh, the that was the worst. Well, okay. I was about to say that was the worst thing about the pandemic. No, there's plenty. There's six hundred thousand yeah. worst yeah. things about the yes, pandemic. Yeah. But as far as just what the quarantine did, that was the thing yeah. that I was enjoying so much was going out on the road with you and Danny and doing the oh, all that so nostalgia personified. And so that was like super the bummer thing that I had to give up. Yeah, I and we were we had such a good head of steam and we were doing a lot of great shows and people were loving it. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, the world paused. But um, and we would take turns uh, giving Danny shit. Uh, uh, oh, and then, you know, there was one magical night that we should definitely talk about. I don't think anybody's um, heard about this except for if you were at that show in California. Long Beach. Long Beach. Yeah. Long Beach, California. Uh, uh, I believe had, it was it was the yeah. day after I met you for the first time because I went and saw one of you guys in Hollywood. Yeah. And you were both steaming from the night before. Oh, that right. It was yeah. the next night because yeah. Danny was so well, tell the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as as it happens, sometimes uh, uh LB knows this, but sometimes I think people uh, when they see you and you're like a huge influence on their childhood or just a, a celebrity of some sort in a a, a bar. Uh, anyway, basically, the owner just took it upon himself to get Danny smashed. And um, obviously, Danny didn't uh, put a put a put a stop on it or a kibosh on it. He just uh, kept drinking these really gross. Well, I got to know break what it in. was. I got to break in for just a moment sure, and sure. say that the owner was a gross douchebag to start <laughs> with. Uh, yeah, he he said some stuff to me that I was like, we just met and you're disgusting. <laughs> and that takes a lot yes. because I yes. go pretty far. It yeah. takes a lot to offend me. And part of yeah. it was just like, he was like, I mean, honestly, I'll just, he, I, I don't drink. I'm sober. Mm -hmm. So we would go to all these breweries and stuff. And he's like, what well, can I get you to drink? And I'm like, I would love a diet Coke with some cherries if you have them. <laughs> and he goes, Oh, I've got these bubble blood cherries. He goes, they're so good. They're going to make you come. We had known each other about 14 seconds. Yeah, we had known each other about 14 yeah. seconds. He is a gross old guy. This wasn't a fan from Nickelodeon, That's hopefully. True. That's true. Yeah. Um, so then this guy keeps giving Danny some weird like Italian liquor, wine, something. Mm, yeah. Um, and Danny is not saying no. Yeah, and I, he's I, trying to be very, oh, yeah. you know, very appreciative of the hospitality. He he is drinking out of that chalice. He is like he's like, you know, I think he's uh, what whatever. Well, sometimes we do drink, and sometimes yeah, we get a little buzzed or a little drunk at a show or whatever. That's all fine. But this this guy would not. You know, we were like on stage at some point. And we're like, let's get him some coffee or something because he's starting <laughs> to slur. He's starting to 
pick fights with people in the crowd. Somebody in the crowd was um, uh, pointed at at some point, and uh, Danny was like, "I bet you don't even know Petunia. Do, uh, Petunia had legs." Because <laughs> everybody think thinks she's, she's a mermaid. <laughs> you think she's a mermaid? At this point, just to give you some went, idea, yeah. Danny was Ugh. Danny was like blacked out, basically. Yeah, yeah. he did yeah. not know what was going on. My favorite thing is because Jeremy is like super chill, mild mannered, really caring person, and Jeremy's on stage with me and Danny while we're doing the show, and Danny keeps just like dropping his mic, like for effect, not because he was like, "I'm dropping it, I'm drunk." Right. And then like the second or third time, Jeremy walks over, he picks it up and he, not into the mic, but he goes to Danny, stop dropping the fucking mic. Like you just got all like <laughs> super scary. And I was like, oh, that's a little yeah. uh, attractive. But I, yeah, it was it was very rough. That was the beginning of the rails, you know, going off the rails. <laughs> and then it got. Yeah, I mean, everybody has those nights, but and he um, was felt horrible that next day. Um, I think Clark, you remember that, but yeah, um, I do. But yeah, so he apologized to me, and I wasn't there. Right. He wasn't even there. <laughs> you know, it was really cute though. I, Take in it. in this interview with Jeremy that I'm just talking through, um, we <laughs> the the next day we were at the the Tim Burton bar. What's it called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's L A. It's an L A. It's it's uh, an L A. Some Tim Burton Beetle theme House bar. or something. Yes, I think the Beetle, Beetle House. House. Beetle and House. so Danny does come in. So embarrassed and so <laughs> remorseful. And yeah, he slinks in. Yeah. Yeah. He was just like, he even sat me down and was like, I'm so sorry. That'll never happen again. And then um, <laughs> we're there. You know, usually the boys will have, you know, we do a lot of breweries. We go to a lot of breweries to do those shows. So I'll have a beer or two. And Danny's just walking around really sad. And I said, <laughs> I go, like an hour later, I go, Danny. Do you want a beer? And he looked at me like, yes. <laughs> like a puppy dog that had pissed yeah, in like the totally kitchen or something. Like yeah. He was yeah. not going to drink, you know, <laughs> which he did the right thing. But I was yeah. like, you can have a beer. It's okay. Because yeah. I'm the best babysitter yeah. ever. <laughs> well, I mean, it's true because uh, I don't know. Everybody's different when they're kind of blacked out drunk. But um but uh, it's it's you, you he's one of your clo our closest friends and you want to take care of the guy and you don't want him to like yeah do something crazy so part of my anger was just like slow the fuck down man yeah LB and I will finish this up <laughs> we'll yeah. do the show it's like ten minutes left I mean he got belligerent and then yeah we sort of. Uh, yeah, we acted like pros yeah. and finished it off. So. And Jeremy has the footage of that show, the audio. Oh, right? audio we have yeah. yet, we have yet to use it against. But enough about Danny's yes, enough about Danny. uh, intervention in absentia. Yeah, because you, Jeremy, have a lot that you do, and I want to share that with the world. I I do. I uh, obviously uh, bad advice is on the Seltzer Kings Network, which is yep. uh, a network that I helm. Um, and yeah, we we basically started with a few smaller podcasts and have trying to build a network. And um, yeah, I don't know. So I do that. I have a lot of like podcasts on a weekly basis that we put out. And um, and then, you know, I do one of my own called Going Dork, which is about oddities and UFOs and uh, the uh, the lighter side of, of life um, <laughs> yeah. and, and conspiracies. Uh, no QAnon shit, just just yeah. the good kind of conspiracies. Now, are you like super into that or are you skeptical I love or it. what? I, I love it. I watch 
every show I watch, I've been since, you know, as long as I can remember, I've loved like sci-fi and aliens and the thought of like, you know, oh, we're not alone. Uh, and I think the, 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 you know, I made a revelation on our last podcast where it was like, I feel like by June 1st, we're going to something relating to UFOs or, or life on another planet is going to unfold. And mm. I think, I think they're going to tell us that they have some crafts from another Another world they found either in the 40s or continually from the 40s till now. And uh, yeah, like some like some neat alien basket weaving kind yes. of stuff or or like metals that you that are not cataloged or unknown oh. or like, you know, that can change shape. And like, uh, I think that's kind of the uh, the supposed gist. And there's a whole thing of like we talked about it uh, on my last full episode, uh, which was just about UFOs in America. And it was just sort of a, a wide scope view of theories and one of the theories is that we sort of signaled them with our nuclear wars and that because they you know they're much highly more highly advanced than us that they're seeing that we're about to destroy ourselves and they're kind of swooping in to like save uh, the day. so that's a theory I, I, or i would swoop in to loot our shit after we killed everybody <laughs> there you go have a nice they're house like, Dude, there. there's so many dvds Abbey Road is just like the new Seltzer King Studios. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm shocked that there's been a camera on Mars for ease for months, years yeah. now. And yet there's still no Bigfoot footage. There's still no. Oh, if you look at frame 16 and you yeah. look at frame 24, there's something moving back there. Like there's I'm a lot of that. For that. Yeah. Where there's supposed to be some little blur on the camera and it's yep. uh, a Martian or something. Yeah, I mean it's all uh, fun and games to me. I don't um, obviously I haven't seen an, a UFO per se or been, <laughs> in, you know, uh, invited. But um, yeah, it's just a fun. Like I just love the culture of the whole thing. It's kind of like a funny. Uh, a lot of it's bullshit, but then some of it's like, oh, well, there's a lot of science behind it and a lot of research and people actually really putting uh, time into this and not just like shrugging it off as something. Uh, so are you a student? Like, have you gone through project blue book? Oh yeah. All that kind of stuff. Okay. Oh, yeah. All the main, all the big things like, you know, the Skinwalker ranch stuff, you know, I've wow. uh, been, you know, huge on that for a while. And obviously the show came out and that's, it's pretty good, but um, yeah. And there's, there's just all over the, the country. There's weird, you know, like sightings of like things crashing and then military showing up yeah. and like, you know, from Kecksburg, Pennsylvania to like clear in the 1800s, um, you know, at the turn of the century, like there was weird sightings and in, in the newspapers of things that people just couldn't explain. So who knows? Probably <laughs> some dude and his uh, drunk buddy, you know, just fucking around with yeah. Bigfoot costumes. But uh, so it's still fun to imagine. Definitively in this moment, please tell me, E.T. the extraterrestrial based on actual events or fiction? I think fiction. I think that that one is okay. fiction all the way. Okay. Yeah. I think that's Steven Oh, yeah? Spielberg. Well, look Spielberg. who I just, have yeah. here. <laughs> Our next guest. Yeah. It's no, just yeah, a kid. I, it's just, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Elliot. It's just yeah. Elliot going like, dude, no one, that's, everyone knew I was yeah. real to start with. That's Clark's dog. <laughs> in a, yeah. Um, so that's going dork. That is your. Yeah. That That's is my, uh, the solo. starring yeah. Jeremy Balin. But you right, also right. Um, like keep a bunch of other podcasts on, afloat. Yeah, I do. Yeah. The Bradshaw Boys, I produced that and co-created it. And um, it has just went to a 
crazy levels that we never thought um, all of the actors have been on in some capacity, the director, the creators, like, wow, they have a really uh, good in with, with a lot of the gals now. And I'm hoping they get a cameo in the new series. But I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, as like bagel boys or something, you know what I mean? They like, dress so, up, they get dressed weird, up yeah. like Kim Cattrall and they just each uh, yeah. take a turn yeah. playing Samantha. Yep. But like one on top of the other, like a kid that's trying to sneak into a movie oh, yeah. theater style, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, red wig. Yep. Red yep. wig. And then just saying like very sexual things. Like, yes. you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Bradshaw boys, they have, uh, they have a lot of those goodies, but. Um, so that's something I do uh, on a weekly basis. And um, what else? Uh, so one yeah. other thing, I mean, we there's a million things about you to talk about, Jerbo. But uh, um, one thing that you and your lovely lady, Marla, who I mm -hmm. love a hundred times, uh, have been doing since the pandemic and quarantine started, was you have been fostering old dogs, elderly dogs, and really giving them super love and really great care. And then they can get adopted to a forever home. So yes, that's part of what I love about you so much. Yay. Uh, yeah. We just saw the opportunity in the beginning of a pandemic of being like, Hey, we're going to be inside. And we, we kind of knew like, this is going to be a year. We're going to be locked up. Oh, yeah. Like, like just to get over this. So we both are huge animal lovers, and and I have a dog daughter with a, a friend that I sort of co-parent or, or watch when I have you know when, when she needs. His dog's name is Muppet. Clark. Wow, how um, how yeah, very uh, uh, wide range of a name. Yeah. Going, but you don't, <laughs> wouldn't go specific well, you saw her, for a single Muppet. You're just talking very Muppet. All Muppets. Yeah. Well, and yeah. what what type of dog is Muppet? A dog. Muppet is a cavapoo. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, no, she's a, but, is she uh, Cavalier or a Cocker Spaniel? Cavapoo. So she's oh, a Cavalier pool mix thing. Yeah. Uh, made in a lab, I think. <laughs> um, but she's, we love her no, nonetheless. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, so we, we thought, you know, that was, that would be a great idea to sort of help uh, get animals out of the, uh, the cages sort of in, during the pandemic, um, especially if there weren't as much, many people to help and yada, yada. So, so we've worked with Second Chance Rescue for, um, yeah, the last year and a half wow. uh, in New York, and they're just an amazing rescue. And we were all about like giving them homes and love, and you know, for as much as as much as we could. So, yeah, yeah. It, it's a. I recommend it to anyone. Uh, I love Muppet. She's a designer dog. I love her. I would never <laughs> tell this to her face, but. If you can, if you can adopt a dog uh, at your local shelter, it's, it's it's such a better thing to do. Yeah, there's so many dogs in need, and they're so special. And yeah, I recommend uh, Second Chance. They're amazing. Excellent. All right, Jeremy, I have one last question. Okay. Uh, where's the girl? She's been missing four days. You were the last one seen with her. Listen, uh, I know my 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 bathroom's been recently bleached but that is not there's no correlation there i guarantee you you can't um, bleach sirens? a mattress yeah, yeah the sirens true. you can't bleach a mattress that i was, saw on svu yeah. if you cut it open <laughs> i don't know why i'm giving you tips where's the girl yeah um well depending on which one we're talking about uh marla's marla's in florida with her family yeah so that's she's, right she's hanging out with them and then uh that's the only uh, uh, girl uh, I'm using air quotes um, that I uh, come in contact with on a daily basis. So. Okay, fair that's enough. It. I must have gotten your I'm life confused you. with an episode of Criminal Minds. Okay. I think that you know what I do think that's what happened. 
Sure. It happens I'm all the sure time. it was. Yeah. That's all right. Uh, it's all good. So I just want to end by saying, if you love this podcast, uh, you have Jeremy to thank in large part for that. And yep. I appreciate you more than a million. Me too. Well, it, it's very nice and I appreciate it. And yes, I've worked very hard, but um, I think it's a three headed machine and I love what you guys do. And the the history between you guys just makes this podcast and, and the relationship. So I think you guys do a great job and I can't wait to do an episode in L.A. with you in the sunshine. And I can't yeah. wait to. Right. See what all of these. Uh, I think you're helping so many people. Yeah, I know it's a joke, kind of as as the bad advice, um, but there's so much good advice in there, and there's so much life experience that you guys pass on to people that I think is very important, especially in times like this. So I will say for the people out there that listen, thank you, thank you for doing that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, babe. Um, all right. Thank you. Thank you so thank much you. for everything you do and for showing us behind the scenes. All right. Well, that was so much fun. I hope everyone out there now uh, you can all more clearly understand what's happening behind the scenes here at uh, Bad Advice. But uh, let's move on to our final question of the podcast. Are you ready for this, Laura Beth? I am. All right. Here we go. This is once again, I am happy to say yet another phone call. Very excited. This is a phone call from Alex. Alex, take it away. Hi, Lori, Beth, and Clark. Um, my name is Alex. I'm from Wisconsin. Um, and I was calling to get your advice on how to cope when you're in a really bad depressive episode. I find that sometimes I just can't get day-to-day -day tasks done, whether it be laundry, dishes, housework, um, that sort of thing, and um, just looking for advice on how to get those things done when your brain just is not letting you do that. Um, thanks so much. I love the show, and um, I hope to hear from you guys. Thanks. That was Alex. Alex. First of all, nobody's going to be surprised at what I have to say. <sighs> Um, if you have not already, go and see a doctor, go yep. and see a psychiatrist. Yep. If you are having this deep of a debilitating depression, you need help. Right. You might need help. I shouldn't tell anyone what they need. <laughs> you might need help. You definitely might need medication. Yeah. I've spoken on the show before about how I'm on medication, how I've gone off it and saw the difference. Right. And, you know, so if you have not, Alex, reached out for help from a medical professional, yeah. please, please do that. Absolutely. If you already have, call up that medical professional, call up the doctor or psychiatrist and say, we might need to augment my pills. Yeah. We might need to augment my medication because I am just drowning. Yeah. Um, and you are sick. This yeah. is the problem with depression and, and it's stigmatized because it's kind of like, we're getting better with it now. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people are like, just snap out of it. Mm -hmm. Just get up and do it. You're just lazy. Whatever. Oh, everyone's got problems. And right. I've heard that. A lot of people have heard that. But in my personal experience of exactly this, 
you know, you are sick. It's the same as if you, you know, broke five ribs and were in bed saying, I can't get up and That's vacuum. exactly right. Except you, for some reason, this society that we're in forces some kind of guilt trip or feel, you feel weird about it when it's mental health. Exactly. Well, there's the stigma. There's the, you know, I don't want anyone to know. Yeah. Then there's putting on the happy face, which yeah. is exhausting. Yeah. But you're sick and yeah. you can't do all the things, not even all the things you want to do, all the things you, you think you should be doing. Yeah. Here's what I've done in that situation. Well, I have reached out to medical professionals. I have reached out to my doctor and said, I think we need to look at my meds. I have done that. I have called friends yeah. that have come over to my house and done my dishes. Yeah. Because my friends understood and understand what's going on. Yes. And not only does that help, you know, get the dishes done, it's not something I'm looking at and feeling like a failure about every time I walk anywhere. Right. But also I got this care and love right. from a friend of mine who, you know, wants me to be okay, who wants to help me and came over to do so. And right. that's just a little, not that it's like, whoa, what a pick me up. Right. It's not going to break you out of your depression, but no. it might be enough to crack the shell a little bit maybe, and give yeah. you a little bit of space to kind of get yourself to a better place. Yeah. And, and even if that, I mean, I've, I've talked before about, uh, when I lost my health insurance yeah. and I went on, I'm going to get really deep and talk about this briefly. Okay. I've spoken about uh, a time, two times that I went off my medications. Mm. The one that got extraordinarily dark mm. was when I lost my health insurance. So it was not my choice to go off the medications. Right. And I didn't realize in time, oh, I could go to the county. I could go to other resources. Right. I was so bottomed out. It was so dark that I could only get from my bed to the couch. And I've said before that I watched Dickie Roberts' Child yeah. Star yeah. over and over and over and over and over again with the commentary. But what I was thinking about during that it, I honestly can't believe I'm going to talk about this. I was, I would think about how sad David Spade f seemed mm. and how his best friend, Chris Farley is dead. Yeah. And I would think about Chris Farley alone, wherever he was in his apartment when everybody left and then he died. Yeah. I would think about that constantly mm. and relate to that as um someone who was really fat someone who was i'm an actor right. i'm the goofy comedian. comedian everyone thinks i'm so funny and hilarious and i know i'm sitting on the couch thinking about chris farley that i identify with so much right and that's i mean that's what i did yeah for weeks yeah that's where i went to Oof. And got out of that when I did call somebody came over and cleaned my kitchen for me mm. and helped me understand that I could reach out to other resources to get help. Like yeah. I have been where you are, Alex, yeah. and I am I'm out of it. 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not extraordinarily right, happy. Right. For but, now. Yeah. But I am, I have not watched Dickie Roberts Child <laughs> Star sure. since I got back on medication. Really? Interesting. Yeah. No, I haven't. But I mean, that was just this such a, such a vivid memory, but it's like a month long memory yeah. where it's like, that's what I did. That's what wow. I was thinking about. And you got to feel like, to you know even chris farley was probably in his uh living room at some point kind of doing the same thing about belushi yeah you know perhaps yeah and it's just it's it it's just was a very it's a very strange thing to come back to and go like this is an anecdote yeah you know but that seriously is where i you was were. yeah and that did not leave me because I was so deep in it. Yeah. Of course I wasn't getting up and scrubbing the toilet. Of course I wasn't exactly. doing anything. Nothing matters. Exactly. Nothing matters when you're in that state. Yeah. But you're still left with that little voice saying, you know, well, you should be doing this. Yeah. Everyone Why else can get up this? and do their laundry. What's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, because we want to. We want to just blow off. You want to be normal. Yeah. You want to you want to be normal. But you also, you know, I would tell myself the same thing. Yeah. Like, you know, can't you just snap out of this? Like all the voices from other people sure. that haven't experienced that. Sure. If you haven't experienced it, you don't get it. Yeah. And I'm super happy for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm super happy for anyone who doesn't know what that's like. Yeah. But it. It hurts and it makes things so much worse when someone without that experience gives you a pep talk. And good Lord, how hard is it to ask for help when you're in that state? Yeah. How hard was it to ask your friend to come over and wash your dishes? It was very hard because, A, I'm embarrassed as yeah, shit. Yeah, you don't about, want anyone to see you. About how filthy and, I mean, not only not see me, but like my apartment yeah. was stacked with trash and takeout yeah. containers and you know i wasn't wasn't making bacon and eggs in the right. morning you weren't cooking you know it was just and i think i was still using at that point mm. oh i definitely was still using at yeah, that yeah, point because yeah. this was at the drug den yeah yeah but um yeah alex you're sick yeah and you're not able to get up and do the things that you think you should and sh you should not be embarrassed about that that should not be something that makes you feel guilty or upset. It just, that's how depression fucking takes over your brain. Yeah, it does. And it so really the, does. the thing, the laundry, just, just <laughs> to put a little levity into this, just like we told uh, Brad. Yeah. That when you're starting with the pinky, you don't think about the fist. Yeah. You're starting with trying to make a phone call. Right. To someone, anyone, yeah. whether it's not anyone like <laughs> randomly, yeah, seriously. but um, you're, you know, you can start with making a phone call to yeah. a doctor yeah, or to a friend yeah. who can help you call a doctor. Yeah. That's the laundry is way down the road and 100%. not fucking important. So true. Yeah. So true. And you could call a friend to come over, not to do the dishes, not to do laundry, just to sit there with you, just oh, to yeah. be there with you and talk with you. Any step you make, however small, 
toward getting better because all of that is you wanting to get better. Yeah. Calling anyone, calling the doctor, calling a friend, you know, all of that is these huge steps right. that people think are, you know, this infinitesimal, you know, moves. But when you're starting out, you know, you can't lift a paperclip, yeah. let alone, you know, the laundry basket. Exactly. So anything you're going to do to start out is going to seem small, is going to seem like, well, I should be doing the laundry. It's like, you cannot do the laundry. Again. Alex, I forbid you to do the laundry. <laughs> Again, going back to your comparison, you know, if you were, if you got into an accident and broke your ribs and you were bedridden and the doctor said, okay, don't get out of bed for the next two weeks other than to go to the bathroom, mm -hmm. you wouldn't be doing laundry then either. Yeah. Right. You're, you're not in a place where you can do chore, random chores around the house. Yeah. And of course, everyone needs to do chores around the house. If you live in a house, there's chores to be done. And yes. unless you're rich, you got to do them. Yep. So it's gonna, you know, everyone has that. It's gonna be there when you're ready. <laughs> when yeah. you get to your place where you're able to do it, you know, uh, my wife doesn't have that how, uh, bad of a depression issue, but she does have a hard time doing laundry sometimes because she's so busy because yeah. she's got other things, you know, she's got a lot of important things to do. And you know what? Sometimes you pick up a pair of pants off the floor and you smell it and you dust it off and you put it on and it'll be fine. Yes. It'll work for another day. Yes. The, the laundry is so meaningless. It really will still be there whenever you're ready to do it. Yeah, I'm not that great at just getting shit done either. And the amount of crotches of <laughs> clothing items I have smelled just to today, honestly. I was putting, because I don't, I do my laundry and then I don't put it away. Right. And then I use more laundry and I'm like, which is which? Right. So I was going through it trying to see what was clean and should be put away. And it was just crotch snifferama. <laughs> so that is my, you're, you're speaking my truth. Clark, when you said that, I felt seen. Good. And I'm I glad. felt smelled. <laughs> well, Alex, you gotta, uh, Make a phone call. Yeah. You made a phone call to us. You did. And that was fucking great. You made a phone call to us. It just occurred to me. Yeah. Make one more phone call. Yeah. And that can be your choice. Yeah. Dealer's choice. To a doctor that you know. Yep. To a friend. Yep. Who might be able to help you. I do that all the time. Yeah. I'm like, can you just come over so I can make these calls? Mm -hmm. I do that for other people. Right. Not in this depressed. I mean, I have helped plenty of friends in this, this of kind of thing. But even if just somebody's overwhelmed, I have so much to do. I can't right. sit down and do it. I say to them, okay, what do you have to do? Uh, I need to um, fill out these three forms for my taxes. Okay. Fill out one. And call me back. Yeah. And that's how it works. And then they call back and they say, I did it. And I said, okay, fill out the next one. Yeah. And call me back. And that works for a lot so of great. stuff. And then they might call me back and I'll say, now you get to go on Facebook for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You just throw in a little reward. Exactly. So if you have anyone in your life that can even show up for you. Yeah. 
on the phone, yeah. that will be enough. That yeah. will be an accomplishment. Also, if you are in uh, uh, a similar state to where LB was when she was hitting her worst point, maybe you don't have insurance. And we live in a yeah. stupid country right now that uh, doesn't uh, feel you deserve it. Yeah. Whatever. If you don't have the insurance, if you don't have the ability to pay to go to see a doctor, then you should call a friend and they will. I'm sure somebody can find out a way for you to see a free clinic Go to a place that doesn't charge. There are places, yes. even if you don't have insurance, that can help you. Yes. It'll be hard for you to figure that out. If you are in a depressive state, yeah. you might not be in the mindset to search. I didn't. It yeah. was my friend that came over to to, um, to help me help with my dishes. dishes. She's the one that told me before she came over, here's somewhere for you to call. See? And I called. That's what you need. You need that friend yeah. that'll come and help you figure out exactly how to get medication. Yeah. If you have medication, if that part is already done and you are that, you know, you've checked that off the list, then yeah, maybe you don't need to call a, a doctor. Yeah. But you, I feel like you certainly still need to call a friend. Friends yeah. are always a good solution. Yeah. To this Although kind she of a might problem. be depressed because she doesn't have friends. So uh, I don't want to put that on you. Yeah. But I will say, as Clark just said, from my own experience, call, look up your county website. Yeah. I think she's from Wisconsin. Yeah. I almost said, go to wisconsincounty.org.gov. <laughs> but that's not a thing. No. You know, wherever you live, look up your actual city's website, yeah. county's website. Yeah. You should. Find resources. There are programs for people just like you. Yeah. And that seems like an impossible task <laughs> when you're where you're at yeah. and where I was. Yeah. But if you're picking up the phone to call us to share this with us yeah. and ask for help, then you're fighting. Exactly. You are fighting. You're ready. And, and so make that one other phone call. And that's all you have to do for now. Yep. Okay. I agree. That was very good advice. I hope so. Do good, baby. Do great. I, I am actually very excited because I want to say this is our 26th episode. Oh, yeah. Right? We've do, this is now officially, there's 52 weeks in a year. 26 is half of 52. Oh. So we have hit half of a year here. It's our six-month anniversary? I want to be, I want to celebrate because you know what we just did? What? We just went through an entire episode without really talking about COVID or masks. Wow. Right? Excellent. Look at that. Looking back, I should have said something to Brad, but that's okay. <laughs> but that is amazing. Six months. We finally got one. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll it'll be a toss up. Are they going to talk about sex toys or is she going to mention COVID? <laughs> it's one or the other. We'll see. Well, I hope you had a great time today. If you guys have any questions out there, please send it to us. We would love to see any questions. Or if you, again, we're still looking for some really good uh, uh, choices that you need to make. If yes. you have a, to make a, a choice between two things, let us know. We'll help you make it. Send us all your questions to askloribeth.com or you can follow us on all the socials at askloribeth. Or you can leave a message with your name and where you're from at 1-855-336-2374. That's 1-855-DENBERG, 1-855-DENBERG. 
Yes, and you can find me at LB Denberg on Instagram, at Lori Beth Denberg on Twitter. And there is the uh, Lori Beth Denberg fan page, which has a great community on Facebook. Absolutely. Um, Hashtag one million hugs. Yep. Spread the word. I will be working harder than just (laughs) saying hashtag one million hugs (laughs) at the end of each episode on making that a more visible Reality. Goal. Yeah. yeah. And if you want to uh, get a personalized video from me for a loved one or for yourself or for your dogs, I have gotten ones for people's dogs. Oh, nice. They say, can you tell our blah, 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 blah happy anniversary or, you know, <laughs> to their doggy dogs? And I'm like, this is the cameo I was born to make. <laughs> so you can uh, book me for that at cameo.com slash Lori Beth. Yeah. And don't forget, we're about the contest on Instagram. Please subscribe. And who knows, you might get a, a personal Zoom one-on-one with uh, LB. I'm going to Zoom you so hard. (laughs) And don't forget to send us any fan art or remix themes. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you later. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bad Advice stars Lori Beth Thunberg and Clark Crozier. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Our theme song is written and performed by Natty Ward. If you or someone you love is in need of some bad advice, you can submit your own question on our socials, all of which are Ask Lori Beth, or on our website at AskLoriBeth.com, or for a nostalgic twist, you can call 1-855-DENBERG. That's right, 1-855-336-2374, and leave your question. Question there. Thanks for listening.